0: And welcome back to Civil Action with Brian Kabatek and Sean Karnikian. We're coming to you live from the Cala. Is it Cala or Kella?
1: It's Cala, Brian. Cala.
0: We're coming Kala. live from the Cala in Las Vegas Exhibit Hall. It's not live. Yeah, we're live. We're on the no, air. No,
1: we're recording. There's no way for us to be live. We okay.
0: feel like we're li- we are alive, though. Oh, I haven't introduced you yet. You're not allowed to talk to introduce <laughs> you. We have rules here. All right. So, Brian Kabatek, Civil Action. I'm here with Sean Karnikian. We're happy to be coming to you today.
1: And we're not live, but we're at the win for Cala. It's the annual plaintiff's conference. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably already know what it is. But in case you don't, know Come Brian, on
0: down. We're giving stuff away today. We're, we're not, not giving
1: a, anything away, no. Adopt the puppy. There's no puppy adoption, no. Brian's just going to euthanize puppies later, though. <laughs> oh, that's anyway, nice. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: De- delete that. Edit that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, <All right>. sure.
0: <laughs> But when we're not interviewing interesting lawyers like Jeff Wells, who we're here with today, we weekly put out a, a show on uh, recent cases that have come down from the California Court of Appeal, the California Supreme Court, the Ninth Circuit, and sometimes the United States Supreme Court that affect lawyers and their uh, their practice, analyze those cases, talk about them quickly. But today we're going a little off track, and we're going to talk with uh, some interesting lawyers, and we've got Jeff Wells sitting here with us. So Jeff, let's start with you. First of all, great lawyer, good friend great person, human being. But uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your practice. Tell us about what you do.
2: Well, I'm a plaintiff's lawyer, so I'm underdog, uh, fighting for the little guy my whole life as a lawyer. I like to really, I feel most comfortable representing children and safety issues. Those are probably my favorite cases to work on where we can make a policy change that might affect other kids' lives, protect them uh, from just an overall consumer safety side. So what's your firm? So my firm is Green, Broilette & Wheeler. I've been there 27 years. Partner there now. And a lot of top talent there, of course. And really like a family. And,
0: and what do you do besides, when you're not practicing law and representing clients, what do you do to give back to the, to the legal community in, in general?
2: So I get involved in various committees. I was president of Cal in 2014. And I'm now fourth vice president of CAOC. Uh, that will be our that Brian was the former president of.
0: That's and, me. And Sean, That's, that's me. You. He's I talking know. about. Well, I know.
2: And of course, Brian was the president of COC the year I was president of Cal. I believe. And he did a spectacular job in uh, trying to you know push forth legislation that helps protect uh, all of us.
0: Well, it's not about me today, so it's really about you. (laughs) So I'm going to ask a question, then, Sean, you're going to have to sit there and think really hard and come up with a question, but my first question is, what would you consider to be the most important case in your career and why?
2: So the most important case in my career was uh, two years ago. I represented a six-year-old girl, Isabella Escamilla Sanchez. Uh, She was on her way to go to her bus in the morning, and she was being accompanied by a neighbor who also had a little boy that was going to go to the same bus stop. And just before they got to cross the road uh, Isabella saw her bus, got excited and broke free from the neighbor's hand and ran into the street and was hit by a car 38 miles per hour, thrown over 70 feet and uh, survived barely and had a massive uh, brain bleed and is in a wheelchair with a Trach and a feeding tube for the rest of her life and that case uh, was impactful because ironically I ended up bringing the main claim against the school bus company because they had the bus stop location across the street uh, it was near a traffic light but no one would go down and use the traffic light in the crosswalk because it would take too much time and they didn't want to miss their bus and so I was i think correctly pointed out that that bus driver saw these kids and parents jaywalking for over five weeks before this accident happened and as a result of that case now they've issued new safety guidelines for bus companies and school districts about if you see something unsafe you say something and you get it changed right away. And had that been done for that little girl, she wouldn't be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Yeah, so
0: you made double impact on their life and on the life of many others who probably will never be injured. Now we're going to wait to see if Sean's actually come up with a question. Sean?
1: I've thought of something because <laughs> okay. some of our listeners, aside from my mom and Brian's mom, are uh, younger attorneys. So yeah. based on your experience, or, or I want to ask what Advantages or disadvantages did you have starting out as a young lawyer? Like, my biggest dis- disadvantage is I have to work for Brian. You know, right. what, what advantages yeah, did you it's, it's equally my big have? disadvantage. Right.
0: But right. I, get a tax a mutual, credit, yeah. I get a tax credit for employment. Right. You know that? Right. right.
2: <laughs> so I think you have an advantage and a dis- The biggest advantage for a young lawyer is if you're good and you believe in yourself and you're an authentic person and you stand up and represents somebody's rights, the defense doesn't know who you are. They're not afraid of you yet. Uh, I had some of my early cases when I was a young lawyer, Jeff Who, right? So you come in there, they don't know who you are, and I'm going against these guys, Gilbert Jones from Bonnie Jones and Bridges, all these guys, and they they don't know who you are, and then you win that case, uh then they know who you are. And I won a med Mal case against Gilbert Jones, probably my second or third year as a plaintiff lawyer. And that's and you know, kind of started it going. So what
0: would you tell the 19-year-old Jeff Wells? If you could have a <laughs> conversation question. with the 19-year-old Jeff Wells, what right. would you tell him?
2: I would say that life is uh, full of challenges and it goes very fast. And don't be afraid to enjoy the journey of the life that we live. Because sometimes we get so caught up in how much money are you gonna make how many uh, houses are you gonna try and get and all that forget about all of that stuff and forget and remember to enjoy the journey it's gonna have ups and downs but enjoy the journey as you go that's what I would tell the 19 year old Jeff Wells
0: I have another question Sean
2: sure yeah um, in terms
1: of doing practical changes in your life or your practice is there any particular habit that you found early on in your career that you think was really integral to your success and your ability to become who you've become?
2: Uh, Habit or lifestyle change? Sure. Well, one thing is exercise. So I've always exercised. I was a college baseball player. I used to uh, play semi-pro ball for probably 10 years after playing college baseball. So I always worked out and had at least a day or two off from the law. And I think that you need to get away from lawyers and the law at least one day a week and get out and talk to people and interact with people who are not lawyers. Just because, like
0: being here in Vegas with 3,000 lawyers, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. Okay.
2: But I think it's important that you get out and talk to people that are not lawyers and get their opinions on issues in life and things that are important every day. It helps give you perspective.
0: What do you see the biggest problem in the civil justice system is today and how would you correct it?
2: Yeah, the biggest problem in the civil justice system today is probably, I mean, we've got uh, uh, I think our, the perception from the public is that we are these ambulance chaser type dudes and gals, and that's a perception that's going to take a long time to overturn, uh, and, that, and there's been a lot of uh, money invested by insurance companies on the other side to try and kind of pursue that image that we need to every day show character and class and why that's not who we are. Sean? Um, if you could
1: change a certain element of you know, the practice now or what you see in the plaintiff's practice, what would, what would that be? Aside from the perception that yeah. you talked about, but
2: from the inside. Yeah. How I, would you go about changing that perception right. of, of us? Well, I, I've heard a lot of young lawyers say to me, well, I can, I can cheat because the defense is cheating. Or I can do this because they're doing that. And my answer to that is, no, you can't. You have to always take the high road. You have to always show character and class, I think, in kindness to everyone that you're involved with, from the court staff to opposing. And it's hard to do that sometimes when you've got opposing counsel that they're trying to needle you and they're trying to get you to get your goat a little bit, and you got to be above that. And that's something that takes uh, practice, but it can be done.
0: Not- I think you're a great role model yourself, and I think, Sean, if you really want someone as a role model, Jeff would be a great role model, certainly not me.
1: Of course, I, I know that. No, in fact, in all seriousness, I remember in law school, Jeff would come in and talk. You went the law they,
0: school together. You did not no, go to law school I know, with Jeff.
1: And, and Jeff would come in and talk um, for the Consumer Law Society yeah. the group that advocates for people to go into plaintiff's law in law school yeah.
2: and Jeff will come in uh,
0: every year and do a talk are and you responsible for him becoming I, a plaintiff's lawyer I hope
2: so yeah. I hope so one of the things I feel it's very important for my generation when I say my generation me our, and Brian our, our generation guys, yeah. the older guy we're the older guys now we used to be the young guys but we're the older guys now is to give back pay it forward and teach the young lawyers how to do things the right way I think that's really important uh, you can't cut corners. And it's not all about flash and pomp and circumstance. It's about doing the real work to prepare the case. How do younger
0: lawyers get trial experience, Chef? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
2: It's tough. Has it gotten tougher? Was it easier to get trial experience? No, No question. When we first started out, you had a butcher block paper, And you had a, you know, you didn't spend twenty five thousand dollars on an animation. I mean, we would go in and we would draw a picture on the butcher block paper. You have your jury instructions handwritten on the butcher block paper, and maybe you would spend ten to fifteen thousand dollars to try a case. Now that's you know you can't even get warmed up for ten or fifteen thousand dollars. So that part is tougher for sure. It is, and and I think the jurors expect a bit of the uh, the show now too. So that's tougher.
0: All right, so great uh, great interview now we're going to fire off some really quick questions for okay. you some fun questions just see what your reaction is we're going to fire them back and forth if you were a cartoon character what cartoon character would you be
2: <laughs> well i'd like to think i would be uh batman batman okay yeah. okay uh if you had a superpower what would it be or do you have a superpower uh, if i had a superpower i would want to fly Okay. A lot of people want to fly. I think okay. that's, that's,
0: that's I, although invisibility is a good one, too. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's right? creepy. The invisibility I, it, one is I, creepy. I, my wife yeah. thinks I'm invisible.
2: So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Invisible Man. Favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie, uh, The Man Who Would Be King. I bet you don't hear that one every day. No. If you weren't a lawyer, what would you be? Uh, I would be a baseball coach. I
1: would coach either uh, youth baseball or high school. And you would have been a baseball player before becoming a coach. Yes. You actually were a baseball player. I was. Brian thinks he uh, has a chance of being on the Dodgers. Second base. Second base. I I actually, I think if I could pitch, I'd
0: have a shot at being on the Dodgers right now at this very moment. If I could close, they'd sign me to a contract. If
2: you were left-handed and could throw 102 like uh, Aurelis Chapman, I think they'd sign you up right away. Favorite song. (laughs) My favorite song. Gosh, I don't have one favorite song. There's sure. no wrong answer. So okay, it's not like you're not gonna win a prize. Okay. There's no nothing. Brian positive. doesn't
1: like letting people think about that question.
2: I'm, I'm thinking all the songs from the songs from the key of life from Stevie Wonder. Okay. Okay. That whole album. Favorite book. My favorite book. Well right now my favorite book is Polarizing the Case. <laughs> I've okay. been reading that this weekend rereading it. <laughs> Who would you consider
0: choice. to be your most significant mentor?
2: I think I'm going to say three, uh, most of the significant mentors. Uh, I'm going to start with Mike Pughes. I worked for him before coming to Green Broilette. I learned a ton from Mike. Uh, then Brown Green, then Bruce Broilette. And then I also had a mentor about being a husband and father from a guy named Tim Wheeler.
0: That's four. You, you, that, I you, added, you said three, I and you, you did uh, four. That's he a lawyer's like three. You. A
2: yeah. lawyer's three is uh, it could be extra. <laughs>
0: you got I'm plus? next. Yes, yeah, sure. That, because I just
1: asked a question. That means it's your turn. Um, what do you got to do with the rest of your weekend here at Oh uh,
2: Well, I got to speak this afternoon. And, and what are you to, speaking on? I am speaking on uh, presenting damages where you don't have physical injury. So talking about emotional stress, uh, talking about uh, depression, uh, some of the uh, PTSD, some of those things that you don't, you can't see it but you have to feel it. so that's Non-e-
1: Non-economic damages.
2: Non-economic damages. KC 3905. That's it. We're going to yep. talk about KC 3905, and I'm going to have a people list those elements and how to present that visually to a jury. That's great.
0: That's great. Well, I I think you guys are great. I think your firm's terrific. Uh, I know I don't believe Brown's here this week, and I've seen Bruce around. He's, yes. he's awesome. Uh, he was on a panel I was speaking on once, and he had a great line. He said that, I think it was Mark Twain, said, I have suffered a great many tragedies in my life, and most of them never occurred. <laughs> he also said that he he and Brown were on the same panel talking, and he said Brown has never had a bad
2: day in trial,
0: and I've never had a good day. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah I'm somewhere in it. between the two of those, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, well, Jeff, thank you very much. We really appreciate having you here on Civil Action Today. This is Brian Kabatek along with Sean Carnicki and Shock. Why don't you tell people
1: where they can find us? Sure. You can find us at KBKLawyers.com. You can find the podcast on most uh, podcast platforms. You could review us. Uh, You could reach out to Jeff if you have more questions. You could reach out to us if you have questions. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback.